0: you like love are you a night owl Then late night love is a place for you since life is negative enough here we discuss everything love what we love who we love and why we love so join us and thank you for joining us tonight on another trip down oh man
1: the stream of consciousness that is late night love and we have a special edition for you tonight. Halloween special. Woo! Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone.
0: Yeah, I blanked on my own intro. I yes, I was you did. <laughs> That's why I'm here, babe. <laughs> How the hell did I blank on my own intro? I wrote that thing. I don't <laughs> What the hell was that about? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Happy Halloween. I hope all of you are out having a spooky good time. It's or had a spooky good time. I guess if you're still out having a spooky good time, you're an adult and you're playing. You're, uh, yeah, you're yeah. playing. You're having some good times. Hey, knock yourselves out Why you're listening to us. So, really. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so we have a couple interesting topics on on schedule for tonight but first I wanted to talk a bit about hold on a second I've got to do a couple taking care of a couple of business um which is in beer which is in beer which is in beer because you know or maybe you don't know that we think the reason we um The reason we think witches are witches and they appear the way they are is because of there used to be brewers way back in the oh
1: making that magical ale
0: magical ale out in the countryside and and the the outfits the broom was what they hold hung above their their door when they had extra beer so they would hang the broom above the door so that's where the broom comes from
1: uh-huh. and it was also
0: sauce of the stir stick. But so the, that was where the brooms thing come from. The hat was when they were going into town, showing the beer. They had the beer, the beard is here hat. So that's what the big witch hat is for. It was a, it was essentially a sign that I'm selling beer.
1: So ladies with broomsticks above their doorways in the big pointed hats were out selling beer. Yes.
0: And of course, then once, once they started putting hops into the beer and getting everybody drunk. See
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: that's when it became the crackling and the crazy old witch because they became a have a history of being drunk crazy people out in the boonies, you know, kinda of like hillbillies.
1: Uh huh.
0: And then you get the church comes by and then the church gets involved and it's the, the devil's drink and and <coughs> and, and you spin off into the whole as usually happens, trying to explain the unexplainable the, Right supernatural means and it becomes witches to try to scare girls away from becoming brewers. Ah. Of course then they just regulated them out of existence. So you know it was the government regulations is why we don't have women brewers, despite the fact that it used to be women's work and now it's was then it became man's work because of
1: regulation.
0: Regulations. Because we can't have that can't have women out there making their money. Well, back in the fifteen and sixteen hundreds.
1: Well, no, that's 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 you, bad. You
0: can't have strong independent women running around drunk in the countryside. I don't know why not, but apparently you can't <laughs> that's do that's bad. <laughs> well I don't know why it's bad, but apparently it's bad. Excuse <laughs> me, you can't really hurt nobody out there. That's where you want a bunch of drunk people running around, quite frankly. They're gonna hurt nobody but themselves.
1: So nobody's business. Yeah. But of course, we can't we can't have strong willed women back in the sixteenth
0: hundreds. No. Sixteen
1: hundreds no. making their own money. Yeah, that's independent. What
0: it, well, that's when it became the problem. It's it's. hey, the big business wanted in, and and they couldn't squeeze in because they couldn't. Uh, undercut their prices. So if you can't undercut your competitors' prices, what do you do? Regulate them out. Regulate them out of, regulate them into your your price range. That's what you do. And so it's just a strange time, you know, that our witches are actually have to do with the fact that, you know, water used to not be potable. And so we had to drink beer instead. Because that was the main reason to drink beer, because water wasn't potable. Right. And so you, you drank beer because you know, you didn't want to die from You know, from food poisoning. Yes. Which is even scarier than witches, quite frankly, dying from food poisoning. Yes. But I guess you could get a bad batch of beer, which you call that witches brew stuff. it Comes from you never know what you get. Uh-huh. You never know how strong you're going to get it. You never know what the quality. So there's, you know. But you know how it goes, ancient people trying to decipher <laughs> things like, what the hell went wrong with our batch of beer, you know? They're guessing at that stage, you'd think. I mean, we're still guessing a lot today.
1: So, well, yeah, but it's more of a science. I think, to have it a little more dialed in today.
0: You'd think so, but they still... Adding stuff and making new stuff and coming up with new things and
1: No, that's true. I'm out of the drinking game. I haven't had to drink in thirty one years.
0: Yeah, I don't drink either, so I don't know. But
1: I hear about it sometimes and I'm like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they're coming up with all kinds of new stuff and I'm just going, you know, it seems easier if you're 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 still just drinking to drink or you don't we didn't care about the taste. <laughs> Back in, our, back in our day, our whippersnappers, they all caring about flavor of their alcohol. We, we didn't taste it. We, what did, are you we didn't
1: have flavors. <laughs> we had beer.
0: Flavor, we what? We were
1: drinking to get drunk.
0: Yeah, it tasted like pine needles. That's that's what it tasted like. <laughs> Shit. tasted like pine needles. No, uh, that
1: was cream to mint. Yeah i nabbed a bottle of that one time ended up with green all around my mouth
0: no i creamed a mint. i forget what it is or something that tastes like pine needle oh uh, anyway vodka or gin or something i don't remember anyway
1: we did have another ha- good halloween question
0: yes we did what was it
1: What's your favorite halloween candy
0: my my favorite as a child or as as a child i don't know i was probably i was always preferred the basic chocolate candy bars snickers yeah cats those kind of things I was never a wild yeah who the hell eats candy corn
1: i do candy corn's good and the layers have different flavors
0: that's the devil's candy you witch <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, you, you put a bowl out and you walk by and you grab a little couple and you walk by again and you grab another couple pretty soon you got a sugar buzz going on
0: you got a sugar buzz all right candy corns that stuff is gross it's pure sugar yeah so is a sweet tart but sweet tarts are good
1: no, candy corn great. I heard they made blueberry. I haven't tried it, though.
0: Blueberry candy corn. Like yes, I said, they're adding flavors cobbler. to all kinds of stuff. Yes. Call it science if you want. Okay, so what else we got over there? their favorite candy? Because it's either chocolate or...
1: My favorite is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As a child and even today. And today I went over to... See, two of my grandchildren and my grandson, he doesn't like his Reese's peanut butter cups, so he gave me all of his. He's a very sweet boy. Uh Uh-huh. So now I I like eating chocolate at night. It's my guilty pleasure. So now I have a stash.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I eat whatever my kids i felt like stealing from their box, and i usually just snickers <laughs> or the Kit Kats. but you know i don't have any young ones here anymore and the grandson spent the day with his other grandparents so i got no halloween today i didn't even i was going to dress up i was going to put on my my politics outfit i was going to put the tie and this t- thing and put the hat on and i was going to go so i'm from the government i'm here to help scariest <laughs> freaking thing i could think of <laughs> but eh. <laughs> I decided against it. So
1: but, I I had a little I had a little headband that had a bridal veil off of it. I did it my my daughter bought it to spook you.
0: Yeah. But if you if I had worn the politicians thing, you could have worn that and you could have been the bride of Frankenstein.
1: Oh, oh that would have been Great,
0: <laughs> Gosh, darling, we have to do that next year. I can go as a politician, you can go the bride as a Frankenstein because there's nothing more Frankenstein y than a politician. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just an amalgam of the parts, <laughs> it's just kind of thrown together into a blob. <laughs> what a politician a all right. So, what else you got over there for today? Why are cemeteries spooky? Oh, it's well. There's a serious question answer there, and then there's the fun answer.
1: Well, let's hear the let's hear the fun answer first.
0: Well, the fun answer is because they're <coughs> creepy. There's weird shadows, and the wind blows through the trees and hits the.
1: Well, it is a little thrilling, yeah.
0: yeah. And hits the the and the noise that they hit, making the headstones and the mausoleums and stuff. And some of those mausoleums will have an open Ooh. door, and you, yeah, and you the go through it. And you got, of course, you got the squirrels and everything kind of running around and the birds flying there at night and, and the bats kind of flying around because there's always like only one or two lights in the whole place. So, so they attract the insects and so the bats fly down. And so that's just a freaking, freaky place, right? And then your imagination runs wild because you're surrounded by a plot of dead people buried in the ground. And, you know, the stories in the movies and And your own imagination spiral that baby right up. (laughs) Especially if, let's be honest, most people who walk through through teenagers, walk through cemeteries at night are teenagers, you know, on some mind altering substance. And so it doesn't take much to spook you at that kind of stage. Uh, no. (laughs) And then it sticks with you for the rest of your life.
1: I was just out there smoking cigarettes, but it's
0: still smoke what well, the heck out of me. Well, the nicotine is still the thing. It heightens your senses. It kicks yeah. your sentences up. No, I hadn't thought of that. It, so the nicotine still does that. Same. It's the same principle, just not as heavy. But fundamentally, it goes back to the thing: you're surrounded by dead people, and we fear death as instinctually. We fear death, and so as a human, we try to stay as far away from it as possible. And so when you're at a, you know, cemetery. Even in the middle of the day, it's it's a little unsettling for a lot of people.
1: It is a little unsettling, yes.
0: Even in the middle of the day with nothing wrong, just kind of, maybe you're going there just to deliver a package to the, to the front desk, right? You've got nothing there, to. you're not there for any particular reason. You're a delivery driver and you've got to go deliver a package to the front desk. It's still a little unsettling.
1: Ah.
0: And I'm not even one who's afraid of death and I still find it a little unsettling. So, you know, that human instinct to want to stay away from death, it's a, it's a strong thing and it reverberates through our psyche and we see the signs of death all around us and our instincts are to get the hell away.
1: Self-preservation. Yeah.
0: Death lives here. I don't want to be here. Which goes to part of all that thing is how at night with the wind blowing and the trees swinging and the the strange shadows. (laughs) Yet
1: I'm here by choice.
0: Yeah. I'm getting the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, then there's a strange one of us who go to the cemetery at night because it's the one place you can go where everybody will leave you alone. No one else is willing to go there. So you can go and have some peace and quiet. Yeah. So there's a handful of us that do that, but not as many as we think, but ultimately it's, you know, it's, you find them a place where you can find your peace, find your love and it is what it is. Of course. But yeah, we ask assume... you hey, ah. me and this stupid microphone every, every time. Every week. <laughs> so what else we got? can okay, so we've got candy, we've got cemeteries.
1: Do you believe in ghosts or angels or both? Um
0: I don't know if I call them ghosts or angels. I guess I guess I technically would say I can't believe I don't believe in angels. But ghosts maybe. But what's the difference?
1: What if ghosts are angels?
0: Yeah, well what if the difference?
1: How do we know?
0: And what's the difference between a ghost and uh Imagination. You know, if you live in a house that say, you know, someone passed away and peacefully even, and you hear something creaky at night, is that a ghost or is it your imagination? Uh, It's hard to say.
1: Or wishful thinking. You miss that person.
0: Yeah, it could be wishful thinking. You know, you could be in a stressful time of your life and you want the comfort of, you know. Past relative and you know makes you feel comfortable. Or you want to be unsettled. You know, we as humans we like to be unsettled, but we have freaking horror movies for a reason.
1: I don't. I don't watch horror movies. oh well, yeah, but
0: there's a significant portion of the population yeah, I, that likes that.
1: I acknowledge them.
0: Not even necessarily the horror necessarily horror movies, but suspense, thrillers. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a horror film. It can just be kind of the suspense or a thriller. Or, good lord, they watch those crime dramas. It's, there's something about it. Yeah, there's it's humans are weird. Yeah, you know, we're afraid of all these things, and so we somehow want to watch, see what all the possibilities are. Regardless, I don't know how somehow our fear of cemeteries and our love of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. You know, there's a connection there somehow. I'm just not sure what the hell it is. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you mean? You know, and it's not just... We actually deal with it. Horror movies. You know, your Sharknado movies, it's, you know, that you like so much. Well, those
1: those are so well done.
0: Those are are technically horror films.
1: Those were so those were so outrageous they were funny
0: yes but they're still gory and horror flicks
1: i hadn't thought of that
0: and they're not much different they're just packaged up as comedy
1: i watched i binge watched them once i was sick <laughs> and i had i i couldn't do anything i was sick so i binge watched
0: sharknado so what's the difference? between? Like, Shark- I
1: think there was three or four of them. I forget, but it was quite the afternoon.
0: I'm just trying to figure out what's evening. the difference between Sharknado and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Other than the fact that Sharknado is kind of deliberately over the top to, to well, make that's new-
1: why Chainsaw Massacre can happen.
0: Why? Because of Sharknado?
1: No. Check it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre could happen, but Sharknado
0: can't. Well, but not Sharknado, but lots of things. It's an allegory. It's not the shark itself that the story is about. It's about random stuff can happen and wipe out and change your your landscape.
1: Well, I didn't go that deep into it. I just saw it as a farce.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) but good art can have, that's the thing. Good art has many levels. You know, if it was a simple propaganda film that we couldn't sit here and be having a five-minute discussion about whether Shock Neto was deeper than, you know, a fun comedy. So this it means it's at least decent art. Because you wow. can have a discussion. You can have a deep discussion on it. Well, yeah, yeah. The meaning of it can be discussed. And you can, you know, explore its... It's depth, or you can watch it for superficial value. Neither way is right or wrong. It's just there's room there to do both. And there's a lot of movies and a lot of art today that's simplistic. There's no depth to it. It is exactly what it is. And if you try to find depth, you're not finding depth. You're just imprinting depth that's not really there. (laughs) But... Sharknado is actually is. You're, you're actually right about Sharknado. They are very well done. It is actually a good piece of art. And it's not easy to do. It's not easy to pull off. Most people who try that kind of thing fail because it's insanely difficult to pull off. It's like Ghostbusters. It was incredibly difficult to pull off. The, the same group couldn't pull it off on Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 was that crap movie. The first one was good. It was the same group. Yeah. But, but it's just that hard to be that out there and still be meaningful. So
1: well I don't really see the deep meaning in it. If you can find a deep meaning I I I tip my hat to you.
0: Well the deep meaning is is actually easy. The meaning is that the sharks don't represent sharks. They represent randomness. Uh. The random acts of that happen in everyday life that transforms your landscape into something that you used to know and now the world is something that you no longer can understand. And so the, the sharks themselves aren't rep- don't represent sharks. They represent the randomness of life. And they choose a nato particularly because it's so freaking random it's the sharknado, the randomness of the sharknado that tells you that it's not about the shark i'd actually like to have the guy who actually kind of came up with the whole thing because i bet you it's deeper than and it doesn't mean i've got it right it just means that i bet you it's deeper than the superficial it's not just about sharks and getting caught up in a tornado to create a goofy parody of disaster movies it's there's something deeper there
1: Otherwise, they wouldn't be as successful. No,
0: well, otherwise, otherwise, we wouldn't still be able to sit here and talk about it,
1: uh,
0: or at least and sound rational. You'd sound ludicrous, it'd be like trying to. I don't know, I can't think of a really crappy movie at the moment, but
1: I can't either.
0: <laughs> so, well, because a lot of times, bad movies actually have a lot of depth to them, they're just bad <laughs> they're just done badly yeah they're yeah. just done badly there's there's depth they're just done badly it's the superficial you know like a lot of the comic book movies that come out recently there's no real depth to them it's they're just
1: it's just wet on its face yeah it's and eye candy it. you
0: know, yeah. it's, it's like bubblegum pop you know, music it's perfectly fine if all you want is four minutes of entertainment Bubble gum pot, right? That's what I call it. It's like chewing a piece of bubble gum. It lasts five, six minutes. Gives you a nice burst of flavor. But don't expect it to, <laughs> to have any lasting value.
1: Right, right, right. Well, bubble gum rock is a fun little ditty for a few minutes. But Yeah, yeah it's not something I spend hours on.
0: It can lighten the mood, you know. It can lighten your mood. It can, there's, can give you a minute to dance around. There, there's value to it. It's just not going to have long-term value. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to. Yeah. It's, it's all. It has place. It's got its place. Bubblegum has its place. It's just. You know, we don't know. One, no one's sitting here having a allegory to bubblegum.
1: True. It just,
0: you know. It says it's Bubblegum.
1: Yeah.
0: Light, simple, quick burst of flavor a little bit of fun, and then you move on. Throw it away. All right, what else we got over here?
1: Given the choice of anyone in history, who would you invite to dinner?
0: I would speak with George Washington, I believe. I mean, we're going to assume the fact that, you know, there's no language barriers, just so we can... But, if, especially if the language barrier is the issue, you have to go with someone who can actually speak in English, some form of English. But... I still think it would be George Washington. There is an argument for someone like Genghis Khan, but just
1: Genghis
0: Khan. It's out of curiosity. It's not <laughs> not necessarily because there's anything. I just curious, just intellectual curiosity, just to see what kind of person he actually was. That's so you can uh, go, uh, Genghis Khan. But uh, it would my actual answer if I had to actually choose one, it'd be George Washington because you know you know you'd have at least a pleasant evening of conversation yes and you could find out the mindset of someone who could have been king and said no because that just doesn't happen and you know i'd like to understand how you get to that point you know for me that's kind of the that's the mindset it's not necessarily the person i admire it's just the mindset i admire and i want to hear about it
1: how he got there and
0: yeah. And see if it's, you know, and see how much of what we know about George Washington is really true. Yeah. You know, it's because we put the man up on a pedestal and maybe rightfully so. You know, he's flawed like everybody from history. But, you know, was it true? Could no one else have been president, the first president? Is it really true that, you know, I just... And you can't find that out without talking. And I, uh, uh. I mean, I'd like to have that conversation. Just, just for an intellectual exercise. Just kind of, you know, let's get some truth about history. Did you really want to be president? You know, the story is you were kind of the reluctant president. Is that actually true? You know, those kind of things. Right. You know, we know you left. And we know you left home and we know you went home and we know you turned down the presidency because, you know, you were tired and you were wanting to get home. But now you just may have been tired and ready to go home. You may have been perfectly, <laughs> You know, it may not have been that I didn't want this damn job in the first place. I'm done. Y'all going to have to learn to get on without me. At some point, you're doing it now. I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> or was it, you know, yeah, I could be president for another four years, but it's better for the future of the country. If we set a precedent that someone leaves peacefully on their own terms, rather than gets drummed out of office, either by term limits or by the slow erosion of credibility. And you're better off to leave, you know, leave them wanting more rather than have <laughs> them, you know, can't wait to see you go. Right it's you know it's is it that well history will look better on me he maybe he was thinking history will look better on me if i leave so i'm gonna leave Yeah, it's entirely possible that it was a calculated maneuver so he can be seen better throughout in history he always was someone who wanted society to view him positively so it's not out the realm of possibility that it was a deliberate choice to have his character be known as something higher our-
1: <laughs> well, that may have been part of it. If it's a part of his personality,
0: yeah. But of course, then does that cheapen the move, or, or does it?
1: No, I just think it just makes him human. Yeah. I would want to have Abraham Lincoln because, well, he's a country boy like me, and. I'm a fair country cook, so we'd have a very good meal. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy cornbread corn for the biscuits. Fried back then? Huh? Did they have fried chicken back then? Uh, yeah. I was mean, just talking the 1800s? They know? would fry chicken. With what? In bacon grease. Whew. I think.
0: I have no idea. I don't know.
1: You know?
0: No, I don't know. That's why I was asking. <laughs> I don't know squat about cooking. <laughs>
1: well, we'd have a good dinner, and I want to hear about the decisions he made. I mean, the the war took so much out of him. Um, what did he have on his shoulders? What did? Why did he make the decisions he made, and why did he not go further in? In, in the Emancipation Proclamation, I don't understand. But um, so I would want to, you know, I just have some questions.
0: No, I could explain to you why. Because he was trying to hold off New York and other states from revolting on the Emancipation Proclamation. There was always a chance of the handful of northern states were iffy. And so he was always walking the fine line. It was a political maneuver.
1: Uh, you, know,
0: you have to keep the northern states happy enough. And so but it also was irrelevant. Once that was done, the the, the rest was gonna follow. It was just a matter of the dominoes falling into play. So, once the die is cast, the you go starting down that road, you're not going back. Right. So and that's what he he also knew. But he also, you know, the, the as he, he said, he would, if he could save the Union without freeing the slaves, he'd do it. If he could save them with freeing all of them, he'd do it. He, he, he didn't really care. His whole goal was, was preserving the Union. And it took him a long time to understand that you can't preserve the Union the way it was. That you had to preserve it. That the only way to preserve it going forward was to do away with slavery completely. It, it took him a long time to understand that concept. That this is a fundamental, moral, ethical dilemma that had to be dealt with. And you can't move forward.
1: Without, without dealing without
0: with this. Ultimately, finally dealing with it. Because that can have been kicked down the road.
1: I was going to say, they, avo- they avoided the issue they, for a long time
0: all kinds of bizarre compromises just so we didn't have to make this final because they all knew it was come from the day they passed the constitution ratified the constitution they knew that that was a ticking time bomb everybody knew they did it anyway because it was better than the alternative because if they would split england and france would have just come and picked them off one by one ah. so it was
1: they had to preserve the union.
0: They had to preserve the union; otherwise, the bigger countries would have. Taken, Colin
1: picked us off.
0: Picking apart one by one, man. So it was—it was an ugly compromise, it, which is more moral. Who the hell knows? You know, maybe maybe the world would have been better off if France and Spain and England had picked apart the United States, by themselves course the rest of the world doesn't really show that because they weren't exactly you know the ex-colonies of Britain and Spain and France aren't exactly all doing all that great over the course of history uh-huh. and the United States seems to have kind of took a, a high place in the world so it seems to me that you know they made the right the right quote-unquote quote, quote, choice the right bad choice you know <laughs> Which choices are you gonna make? oh we got a, we've got a list of crappy choices to make. which one are we gonna do It's, it's just you know I don't know uh, it's hard to be morally judgmental too much on on those people who had to make that compromise that decision. you know it's very easy to do, but
1: it's easy to do it it is in history you look back and and say that what's morally wrong, yeah. but sitting there. With the decisions that they had to make, I don't know what I would
0: have done. Well, no, I remember, because you wouldn't be you. I wouldn't be me. You'd be you brought up in a completely different world. Yes. And so this notion that, oh, well, I would, no, you'd probably be just like most people. Right. And the truth is, most people, the world was divided. And so it's a coin flip, which side of you would have been on. And it doesn't even necessarily... I mean your family or your or your area because the same family, you know, the brother against brother in the civil war. You had people who had just strong philosophical dis- disagreements, but it was relatively evenly split. But the world was at a tipping point. You know, it was kind of it. The... It was time. Yeah, well, it was time, and and the truth is, ec- the economics weren't going to work anyway and so it was going to die out it was but it was going to be a slow painful death of slavery ec- uh, economic death it just simply wasn't going to pay out in terms of it was it's literally cheaper to hire people <laughs> the north the north had figured out it was literally cheaper to hire them as employees than to have slaves it's cost effective it's just the people in the south couldn't get that minds their mindset Out of the, I understand. So, but the economics of it ultimately was we're going to win, but it's costing us how much more money to own a slave than to hire an employee. I mean, I can hire two employees for the same cost of me uh, buying housing, taking care of this this slave. Well, why would I do that? Well, it's because your mindset is stuck. It's not about the economics. It's about lifestyle. I don't want to destroy my lifestyle. But, well, your lifestyle was eventually going to go away. And it did. It went away. One way or another, it went away. Thankfully, for all of history. And on that unpleasant note, we are going to take a short break for our sponsor. And thank everybody for that quick break, and we are back. So, what else we got over there?
1: Do you believe in near death experiences?
0: Well, I have I've been near death a few times, but I have never had the near death experience. So, I've so.
1: never had the white light, the the light, and go down the tunnel, no.
0: No, I've never had that. And so in terms of do I believe it? Do I believe people have experienced something as they're close? to That's sure. Why would I not believe their experience? Someone tells me that something happened while they were in the state. I'm going to believe that's what they interpret. Now, what exactly is it? I have no clue. I don't know if it's your brain sending signals because it's searching for something as you're kind of in that last stages because that's the last thing that actually dies is the electricity in your brain and so i who knows or is it you're actually getting close to the proverbial gates of the next next stage of life lifting you,
1: the veil and going through to the other side and then
0: you get to and you get a glimpse of it or or whatever your personal experience is it i don't know and of course how you interpret what you see is based upon your own personal experiences so someone's trying to come here and explain something that's unexplainable and they're using the language of today. So it may just be a crass interpretation. It may not be actually what they're actually seeing or experiencing. It could just be the only way they know how to relate it. I, I just you know this is one of those things that until you experience it, there's no way you can know for sure.
1: Right. Right. That's- I still honor those that those experience uh, other people that have have had experiences, I believe them.
0: Yeah, I believe that they have. I'm not. They, that, they had
1: some kind of experience. Yeah,
0: I don't think they're making we, it up.
1: No, Ex- no. What
0: exactly what it is?
1: Exactly what it is. We don't know.
0: We have no clue. But we no, they know. clearly experienced something. Yes. And, yes. You know, if you're a person of faith, you're probably going to interpret that through your faith. If you're a person of say rationality and science, you're probably going to interpret it as oh well, it's my brain doing something some things. If you're a person who is questioning one or the other, who knows what it's going to do to you uh-huh. that's the human psyche and that's very complicated yeah, but you're imprinting at some stage you're going you're imprinting at that stage what you're seeing not maybe <laughs> you know, again we don't know we don't know we don't know and I'm not in that much of a hurry to find, find out. out. <laughs> no. You know I don't have I don't have faith. And so you know a lot of people they have a faith that they know what's gonna happen. I don't but I also don't have a yearning to find out. You know a lot of people they need that faith in order to feel comfortable in their lives. And more power to them. However, you can get comfort in your life. I'm happy. I have more power to everybody to do it. But I just don't seem to have the faith that there's something else. There might be, and I'll find out. You know, I might have to go to the curly gates and have some explaining to do. But then, quite frankly, so does the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you make me this way? <laughs> Come on, why some explaining to do? I'm not, I'm not asking explaining for the big philosophical questions. I've got answers for those. I want to know the <laughs> personal questions. <laughs> I got, I've got answers to the big philosophical questions. I can get it. You're a busy guy. You need stuff to do. <laughs> but, but why the hell did you make me this way and then get mad that you made me this way? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that's, that's it.
1: That's I have a faith, but I I still don't know what's going to happen. Um, I believe in the near-death experiences of people that have said, your loved ones are there and (coughs) waiting for you. And that's all I'm expecting. I don't know if I go to pearly gates. I don't know if there's a book of judgment. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I don't want my loved ones waiting for my ass. There's some of them I don't want to see again. I'm perfectly happy for them. Yeah, I, don't them I mean, I want them dead. They're perfectly happy. I think about them. <laughs> well,
1: Too bad. They're waiting for you.
0: Damn it. <laughs> Stop it. You know, I don't even get what I want when I'm dead. God damn it. <laughs>
1: No, sorry. How is that? I still have to deal
0: with people. So, so essentially, what happens is I'm going to hell. No matter what happens, (laughs) I'm going to freaking hell. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) No,
1: you won't mind. See. You'll be happy to see them, too. You'll be in a different state.
0: I'm already in a different state. I'm happy with the way it is. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go see them. I mean, there's a few people i like to see, but I suppose. But, you know, I don't they have their own lives to go, afterlife to go live. Why do they got to go bug mine?
1: 'Cause they're happy to see you. They miss
0: you. Maybe hell is a more peaceful place. Maybe I want to go to hell.
1: Don't say that.
0: Well, apparently I have to go interact with people in heaven or something. I don't want to do that. I want to go to a place where I get to be by myself.
1: Then you have to have a roommate. Too.
0: For all of eternity.
1: For all of eternity. I
0: don't want a roommate for all of eternity.
1: Well, that's hell. But but you get the same
0: thing in heaven. <laughs> They're just,
1: they're just there to greet you. You get to go do your own thing after you're dead. Well, until
0: someone dies, and you gotta, apparently, you gotta go. Oh, wait, wait, stop. Someone's dying. We gotta go, go meet them. <laughs> Obligations and shit. Oh, God. All right, maybe we should move on before I get myself in trouble. <laughs>
1: Which will more likely produce a ghost buried or green? Oh, God. <laughs> This isn't helping. This isn't helping. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I think su- it, I think it doesn't matter. I don't think the body has anything to do with it. I think the spirit is a spirit. It's your spirit. Well this And it's say,
0: independent
1: of a body.
0: Well, it just says more the question was more likely.
1: It's more likely to produce a ghost, not a, ghost. a zombie.
0: A ghost, yeah, but I think still think the body embodies your spirit, and so you still need a body unless you produced a ghost before you I get. Think
1: when you're done with it, you're done with it,
0: dude. Uh, oh man, see, if, if I wanted to be a ghost, if I had to, wanted to increase my chances of being a ghost, then what you have to do is you have to just increase your chances. It's like being the pharaohs of Egypt. You just you're just trying to increase your chances. So you you. You,
1: I'm not raising an obelisk
0: to you. You don't need an obelisk. What you do is you get a casket, a metal casket, just gotta be metal. Then you get it on a hill. You bury me on a hill with a pole, a metal pole, right? Goes right to my head. And so that way, if a lightning stream strikes, I can get reanimated as a ghost. <sighs> and then I can hope it's Casper's universe. I could be like Casper. ...rather than Beetlejuice.
1: Beetlejuice would be scary.
0: Well, unless you're Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice seemed pretty comfortable. Well, until he screwed up and got his head shrunk. But that's just because he was stupid. Well, (laughs) he went a little too far. Well, he tried to change numbers with the guy who was shrinking heads. Why would you do that? That didn't make no sense. But anyway... Anyway, I professor prefer Casper's universe. Casper's a friendly ghost and everything. It says so right there on the title.
1: So I got a I got a Halloween question. Uh-huh. What's your favorite Halloween movie?
0: I don't have one. I do. Hocus pocus. Yeah, you and every other woman on this country. What the hell is that?
1: Bette Mittler. The witch. She's fabulous. He really does a number on that one. If anybody hasn't seen it,
0: I highly recommend it. Now, the only Halloween thing I wanted to see is The Great Pumpkin. The
1: Great Pumpkin. Now, I saw a meme. It's the Great Pumpkin got sold to or the Charlie Browns got sold to Apple or something, and yeah. the, the, for the first time in fifty years, they weren't shown on TV.
0: Yeah, they're shown on Apple Plus because they got Apple signed the distribution agreement with whomever.
1: A tradition gone.
0: Sorry, I got a cap. I got a copy.
1: Okay.
0: I do. I do. I'll have to
1: go watch that
0: later. If not, I can find one. I know how to play on the underworlds of the internet and get stuff I need. So I can know how to watch it without bowing to the Apple Plus gods of the underworld. Uh huh. Apple Plus. All these. You know, I don't mind all these various subscription systems. I really don't. It's, you know, you can all be with. You. I don't partake in much anyway. So it's not like a big loss to me but it seems to me that the goal of these media companies of these entertainment companies of whoever owns uh, peanuts, uh-huh. whoever owns the rights to display peanuts is they're not really considering the wants needs and desires of their customers and long-term that's going to come back to bite them in their butts. Yes. Now, yeah, you can make a little bit of money short term, but in 10 years, You know, you're going to have the Sears problem. Sears problem? Yeah. Well, Sears stopped servicing the needs of their customers. They started worrying about things like financings and roofs and home repairs and all that other stuff, rather than focusing on the needs of their core customers, the shoppers who went into their stores and people who bought stuff from the, from the uh, the old Sears catalog you know these turned off their Sears catalog right as the internet turned on they didn't change their catalog to an into the internet they didn't become the Amazon they could have been Amazon they had them they had the resources they had the money and they just didn't do it they didn't take it seriously they were making money giving loans to people to remodel their houses so they didn't didn't satisfy the needs of their customers, their major customer base, and they started to go to Walmart. And so now Sears is essentially out of business. Eventually that's gonna happen to all these other places. These, you know, they're cutting their customers off from their product. And our customers can just go somewhere else. They're not gonna, they're not gonna they think people are gonna follow them to Apple Plus. They're not. No one's going to follow the Apple Plus just to watch the Snoopy Halloween thing. No one's going to do that. So it's just to the handful of old Apple customers. Over time, that's going to cost them all these things. But that's beyond our scope of (laughs) of what we generally talk about here. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to add life, love, love. Relationships and culture. Culture, <laughs> yes. We're going to have to add culture to our...
1: <laughs> what other Halloween... Of course, there's always the nightmare before Christmas. That is a cult classic.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about... I don't pay much attention Tim to Tim
1: Burton? Oh, my God. No, it's so well made.
0: <sighs> yeah, so I don't know much about movies. And Halloween movies? You know, for me, the Halloween movies as we were going up, they're all the Friday the 13th movies. They all came out on Halloween.
1: Uh,
0: all the Freddy Krueger movies back in the day, if memory serves. And so, you know, I didn't don't watch horror flicks. So, other than I think the first Freddy Krueger movie is the only Freddy one I saw. I
1: think I watched it as a teenager, but I probably didn't make it through it. I can't make it my way through... Horror movies, I get too freaked out. Uh, well, you would have been, you would have been,
0: Friday the 13th was the 80s, mid 80s. So,
1: with uh Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't know. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was the sister. I don't know. They had like a 30 year edition or something, 25 year edition, and she came back and made a cameo. It was a big deal.
0: I still don't know. So, okay. (laughs) You know more about it than I do. (laughs) I know squat about movies, but I can tell you about history. So, you know, something. Yeah. I can tell you about love and mindfulness and care and compassion and empathy. I can talk about all that kind of stuff till the cows come home. You want to talk to me about, you know, popular culture? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Popular culture.
1: Okay, I have one last Halloween question. All right. Actually, I answer this one. Has the hair in the back of your neck ever stood up in a relationship?
0: Well, okay, that's a relationship. But how often does the hair stand up in your neck?
1: Very seldom. It and it was, uh, it was, it was only twice. One was. Um, one with, had to do with an individual I was dating, and there was a question of childhood safety, and they were so they were so oblivious to it. it the hair on the back of my neck just went, ah. and that was the end of that. And uh, another time, it was when I realized it was a, a long term relationship. And this person really, it just, I just, it was a bad relationship. And and it just hit me at one, there was an incident. This person doesn't care about me at all. And I just, you know, after all this time and there's still nothing, how could you, you know, what kind of person am I involved with? Oh, my God. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, who knows? Let's see, I'm trying to think of what's the spookiest. I don't have things in relationships like that, at least not that I can remember. I probably do. I just don't remember them as it goes. But I'm trying to remember spooky things like, oh, what is the spookiest Halloween you've ever even Remember.
1: Oh my spookiest Halloween mm-hmm. when I was oh I was about eight and my mom was taking us she she took and we lived out in rural Ohio and she it was, there was a full moon and she was taking us to these farmhouses and it was dark man and we'd go up to these houses and it was all dark and we were all spooked out to begin with <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you know, like maybe it was a dog, you know, then we get scared. But it it was just that, you know, the whole Halloween, ooh, and being so dark. I just remember that as being the spookiest Halloween. I was just afraid the whole time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I should tell my spooky Halloween story here on the live radio. My mother get mad at me. Well, we were, let's go back to the cemetery stories. We spent some time in the cemetery meeting some friends, but we were, let's see, had had taken stamps, taken stamps. <laughs> yeah, we'll call them taking stamps. You know, the okay. Cute, we'll the cute, just leave it at that. The cute little stamps. You know, uh-huh. like they were Snoopy or something. I don't know what the hell they were, <laughs> but <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Don't do that in a cemetery.
1: How spooky was it?
0: Don't do that in a cemetery because well we couldn't find the way out. You couldn't (laughs) find your way out. Oh my god. (laughs) Couldn't remember how we got. We couldn't find the way we got in. We couldn't find anyway. And it's an old one of those old old cemeteries, right? So there's mausoleums and big towers and things and and it was really, really Statues freaking. Statues. On Halloween. Oh my gosh. And if it wasn't a full moon, it was close to a full moon. And with the windy blowing, and yeah, it freaked the living. <laughs> 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 you idiots. <laughs> we kept scaring each other. And it's just. <laughs> We didn't need anything else to scare us. We were scared <laughs> each other just by walking around, bouncing into each other. Wait, like, I'm gonna go. What's over there? We go walk over there, and you get lost off by yourself, and then you're trying to go anyway. Oh my <laughs> god! Don't do that. One, don't take stamps. <laughs> don't do that. Um, don't take those things. But just saying, even though there is actually, if you want to of self-care if for they do treat ptsd with uh i can't think of the proper medical term for it with those things now with is the, it the mushrooms well it's part of it yes with magic mushrooms but it wasn't actually the but it's the same principle it's the magic mushrooms and this and uh, it's the same thing it's just the chemical version of the magic mushrooms interesting so it's a little pure, a little stronger, but the you know exceedingly low doses is sex, But they use it to treat PTSD, and there's shown some promise. It something about it resets something in, in your brain. We you don't understand it yet, but it appears ah. to reset something in your brain. So it's a psych not psychedelics that maybe that is psilocybin. There's a yeah. There's a handful of them. Someone will correct me here on the. They'll send us a comment. All you have to do.
1: Yes, please.
0: Someone will send us the right comment because all you have to do is say the wrong medical term for a. Uh, I don't even want to say dropping acid, but that's what it essentially is, dropping acid in LSD. The medical term for dropping acid, yes, please. Yeah, someone send me. Anyone, anyone, it anyone out there, someone please send,
1: send a link, send a, the term. Oh, I, I, look can,
0: a, I know we can look it up on Google and all that stuff, but uh, you know I'm not going to do it by the time we're going to get to the show, <laughs> put it up, do the editing, get it up onto the podcast, go to this, sit there to relax for a little bit. I, I'm not going to look it up.
1: It's going to be lost.
0: Yeah, and then I'm going to forget. So someone please send us the thing. Send us the information. And as we kind of get here near the end of the show, we're going to go ahead and, and close it out tonight. Um, I hope everybody had a safe and peaceful Halloween. I hope no one had anything too spooky happen to them. But if you did, send us a note. We'll talk about it next year. Uh- <laughs> Everything's back to regular schedule next week. We've got our regular daily doses back on tap, and then we're back to the you know, they'll be released. I guess these ones technically are two weeks ago daily doses, but then they'll get back caught up. We'll go back back to our normal schedule for all right for all these. You can find us, also, you can look for us on MeWe. We have a MeWe group page and a Minds group page because Facebook's getting. Social media is getting all weird and people like me get booted off. So we're having, making sure we're having to keep uh, options open. In the next couple of weeks, we'll get our newsletter set up and posted. We'll get a Patreon page set up and we'll get all the stuff done that we need to get done to start uh, using this as something more. I want to thank you for all your time. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week, if not sooner, from me and Lobby. Please remember to love everyone.